Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Your voice, your vote, 2020. Special coverage on Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at Red News. And we are here. We are coming down the home stretch of primary election season 2020. And if you have not voted yet, get on it. <laughs> Rock the vote from home. Get going. Uh, just as a, a couple of qu- very quick reminders, uh, your vote does need to be postmarked uh, either today or tomorrow. It can be postmarked tomorrow. It just has to be postmarked before 8 p.m. So don't think you can just pull up to the post office late uh, and sneak it in. Uh, it's not going to work that way. Uh, you will also have the opportunity. Uh, there will be different uh, drop-off stations uh, around the state uh, the, where you can drop off your ballot if you haven't mailed it in yet, if you want to do it that way. Also, if you want to register uh, as a Republican in the Republican primary, uh, you can do that at a number of those locations as well. Uh, we'll have those posted on our uh, Facebook page uh, coming up here shortly. Uh, so you can check in, make sure uh, your voice is heard. Uh, we've got some really important races going on. And uh, I want to start, as we get into this section, uh I've had the opportunity to to interview uh, all the candidates in the gubernatorial race. We're going to start there. And I, I always ask the leadership question, what what is it about your leadership? What is the core driving principle of leadership that you abide by that you wish voters really knew about? And so we're going to drive through that uh, here in this segment for both the uh, gubernatorial race uh, on the Republican side and also the CD4 uh, race as well. And so let's get right after it. Uh, again, I asked each of the candidates the leadership question. What is it? What is the core driving most important principle of leadership? And uh, we're going to start off with the current lieutenant governor, Spencer Cox. I actually believe that, that right now the trait that we need more than ever is, is just the ability to communicate. That seems to be lost on so many. I, I found in, in my career, my opportunity to serve, that most people will do the right Thing if you give them the, the right information and the mm-hmm. best information. And far too often, we, we kind of hoard that information. And of course, when, when there's a lack of communication, that void will always get filled. That vacuum will get mm-hmm. filled, but it usually gets filled with bad information. And so it, it, leaders that can communicate and talk to the people in their language and explain to them the situation, even if it's bad news, will, will get the trust of the people and that any person or any leader is really only as good as the team 
team they have around them. Look, there are different types of leadership. A a, a true leader um, gives credit uh, and builds their team up and realizes that that, that as we work together and don't care about who gets the credit, um, we we actually can do so much more of the synergies that come from groups working together. And I've certainly seen that in every aspect of, uh, of what we're trying to do right now. We are so blessed here in the state. All right, that's uh, Spencer Cox. Uh, and again, the, the question was, what is the core of leadership? What are the principles uh, that really drive you as a leader? So uh, for Spencer Cox, it was communication and then providing credit uh, to the team, to those that are working with you. Uh, next, we went to John Huntsman, uh, former ambassador, and asked about his focus in terms of those principles, those priorities when it comes to leadership. To make sure that people understand my priorities around federalism driving everything that I do, because I really sincerely believe that federalism will be more prominently on display in terms of what the next governor will be facing than ever before. And that's a good thing, because we have plenty of discussions around public lands, education, and health care that I think should be driven here locally. I'm also stressing leadership, because I don't know that we've seen a time in recent history where leadership, particularly around recharging and rejuvenating our economic fundamentals has been more important. And and Mike and I and our team, we worked tirelessly on things like tax reform. And the state responded very, very well in terms of its competitiveness. So I think that leadership uh, conversation is really an important one. And then finally, uh, a relationship with President Trump, who I think is going to win another four years. Uh, I've worked with President Trump. I have a good relationship with him. You can't be U.S. envoy in Moscow without having a lot of interaction with the commander in chief. And I think that relationship with the president on many of the issues we've already discussed is going to be mighty important, particularly given the circumstances that we now face. And that's uh, former Ambassador John Huntsman uh, and his focus on leadership, uh, which is such an interesting combination because it has both a a national and international component to it and also federalism at the core that things can best be done at the state level, uh, especially driving the economics of it all. All right. uh, Former Speaker of the House, uh, Greg Hughes. Uh, I love his approach in terms of what we do need and what we don't need when it comes to leadership. You know, it's, it's, it happens in leadership. There's a saying, if you want to make everybody happy, don't be a leader, sell ice cream. <laughs> We've said from the beginning that we're not going to sell ice cream. We're going to tell people the truth. Uh, there's uh, very important issues facing this state. And uh, we have this uh, pandemic upon us and the times get tougher. Yeah. You have to be there in, in good times and bad. Look, So first off, we have to understand that we live in a country where our constitutionally protected liberties are basically everything that we do as an economy, everything we do in public safety and public health, they spring from our right of assembly, our freedom of religion, our our interstate commerce, our whatever whatever we want to say, you can't get outside these liberties that we have. We would always look at that, and I am I am here to give the, the hard have the hard conversation, Boyd. All right, that's uh, former Speaker of the House Greg Hughes. Uh, his final argument there, and obviously honesty, uh, and I love the fact that he says if if you. Uh don't like to be liked. If you have a definite need to be needed, uh, you should uh, sell ice cream, or as I would always say, buy a puppy. Uh, and our, our good friend Jenny Howe over the weekend actually sent me a picture of a puppy that she had just purchased. Uh, so I had to call her out on that. Uh, we'll have her back in uh, for a rebuttal here soon. All right, let's go to, uh, to uh, Thomas Wright and leadership. And uh, again, an interesting choice in terms of his focus, relying on his business experience. Uh, but here's the principle from Thomas Wright. 
I've seen in my business and in my life, when you're enthusiastic about a cause, people buy into it, they want to be a part of it, and great things happen. I think the enthusiasm is one thing. I think decisiveness is another. Mm. A leader has to be willing to take on the risks of decision-making. They have to know the risks that are there, and they have to be willing to hold themselves accountable, but they must make decisions. When you get to a fork in the road, the leader has to decide which way they're going to go, and you have to be enthusiastic about the way, but you also have to be willing to make the right choice and then hold yourself accountable to it. I, I, my business experience and my leadership experience was forged during a time of economic uncertainty and financial crisis. I've proven that I can do it. And what better time to elect a business person that's not a politician to office than right now to help Utah get back on its feet, to help our citizens get back to work, and to make our economy the very best that it can be. Yeah. All right, and that's uh, Thomas Wright, uh, former uh, head of the uh, Utah GOP and uh, business executive. Uh, so again, there, there are your four candidates for governor talking about leadership, which I think is the uh, the real critical component that we're looking for this year in the uh, gubernatorial race. And if you uh, if you haven't voted yet, again, this is the uh, this is the time. You've got to do it now. Uh, get it uh, postmarked today. You can't. St- Still send it in the mail tomorrow, but it's got to be postmarked before 8 p.m. Drop-off locations are available throughout the state, uh, so you need to make sure you check in on those as well. And to me, one of the most important things to think through, and we'll talk about this in our final segment today, is that ability to have independence and political courage uh, is something we desperately need really at every level uh, of government, but especially at the uh, gubernatorial level. We have to have people who... Uh, can get beyond that uh, need to be liked or need to be needed or need to be loved uh, and be very independent and uh, to make tough choices uh, because uh, we have a lot of tough choices ahead of us as a state. And we have rare opportunities to lead out coming out of the coronavirus. I think there is nowhere in the country, there may be nowhere in the world that is better positioned uh, to lead out economically, uh, we have this great institutions of civil society here in the state of Utah. All of those are are just absolutely vital, and so I think that's a uh, an important thing for us to to keep thinking through. One of our texters uh, chimed in and said, "What's the plurality issue?" Again, the plurality is if no one gets to fifty percent uh, in many states, uh, that you would then have a runoff of sorts, so that you make sure that you do have a candidate uh, voted in that at least gets fifty percent of the vote. Uh, but obviously with four candidates, uh, no one is likely to get there uh, in either the governor's race or the CD4 race or the or uh, many of the others as well. So we'll continue to monitor that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, you don't want to miss this. Jennifer Grand, can America continue to live up to its ideals? Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.